Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Any Line, Anytime. My name is Mark Babin. Great to have you with us today. The retail industry is one that many of us take for granted. But for the millions of people who work within it, it is a complex and multifaceted industry that requires surgical precision on a daily basis. For the workforce behind the scenes, this means that the importance of making data-based decisions is more important than ever. And that's exactly what we will be discussing today. With more than 35 years of experience, we are going to be joined today by Gary Hawkins. Through ownership and innovation, and now as a global leader and consultant, Gary Hawkins breathes retail, and it's an honor to welcome him to this discussion. So sit back, enjoy this great conversation, and I'll see you on the other side. It's an honor to have you with us today, Gary. Thank you so much for getting up, and great to see you again. No, Mark, great to see you, and great to be with you today. Brilliant. So let's not uh, waste any time. Let's dive right into it. Um, we'll, we'll walk right into the center aisle, as they say. <laughs> so let's get into it. And I'd love to start off by um, talking about why retail operators need to adopt this concept of making data-based decisions, and more so why it's so important in this new normal that we find us in. And I guess this is really not industry specific. It could be grocery, it could be electronics, home and consumer goods, any type of retail. Um, I think it's pretty safe to say that being able to make database decisions in the future is really going to have a significant impact on both revenue and customer engagement. I think that's fair to say, right? Absolutely. You know, if we look really at any retail sector, uh, retail is a thin profit margin business. And, you know, is, again, no matter what uh, vertical we look at, it is heavily dependent upon operations of execution and cost control, right? And the, the only way to do that is to have data, good data and a lot of data. So yes, to your point, there's, there's really two sides to this. There's the, the sales side and growing revenue and growing turnover and so on and using data to do that intelligently. But there's also the use of data for maintaining costs and controls and so on. And, you know, that, that's really the way this industry has developed over the decades. Looking forward, though, I think data becomes even more important. Uh, you know, as I wrote about in my recent uh, paper, Retail 4.0, data really underlies the, the future here in two important areas. The, the first is the automation through software of different business processes. Uh, across the enterprise, you know, processes in marketing, processes in merchandising, uh, HR, and so on. The other area data is is going to be increasingly important in is digital value creation. Uh, you know, traditional retailers have largely set out on this whole world of, of digital value creation that digital natives like Google, like uh, you know, Facebook and, and many others, Amazon, perfect example, mm -hmm. right? Have capitalized on. But from my perspective, traditional retail looking for it does have an opportunity to participate in this game. But again, data underlies all this. 
Yeah, and I guess the ability to have that data more accessible will open doors that perhaps weren't there in the future. So uh, that's a really great point. Um, so let's look at this way that we can encourage retail operators to look at things in a more proactive approach versus a reactive. Because I think a lot of retailers get caught in that spin cycle of having to react to everything that happens all the time because they simply don't have that data to be proactive. So um, being able to anticipate trends, plan for various situations, and even building more customer engaging programs. Um, I think it's safe to say again that all of this can be done if retailers can really have the confidence on the data that they capture their own owned confidence uh, and and data. No, that that's correct. And that really leads into another really important area uh, and timely topic here is this notion of, you know, first party data versus second and third party data. Uh, I think retailers, and again, we can speak broadly here across a lot of different retail sectors, are fortunate in the sense, you know, they, they have a lot of shoppers, they have a lot of customers, uh, often a lot of transactions and a, a, a gold mine of data. And all of that is first party data. That's data the retailer owns, controls, and more often than not, they have that direct relationship with the shopper, right? So many other businesses are reliant on second party or even third party data. And with all the discussion going on in the world today around privacy, data security, uh, and all these other related issues, um, that world is, is coming under more and more pressure. Uh, you know, I think we are going to see the whole notion of, you know, uh, cookies, uh, you know, embedded on websites begin to go away. Um, the, the, the whole um, ability to rely on second and third party data is going to continue to weaken. And I, from my perspective, again, I think that puts retailers in, in a very good place. And really more of an important place for them to own that data as well, like you're saying. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so speaking about that proactive approach, uh, again, obviously owning this data gives them more confidence to to have a proactive strategy. Um, but it really affects the entire retail operations from inventory management to the employees on the floor, even the customers walking in the front door, uh, being able to anticipate situations just keeps things running smoother. And from a cost benefit perspective, I mean, you're going to have first person experience with this, but it really gives you a competitive edge. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, and again, I think there's two areas you just touched on here that I think are worth calling out. Mm -hmm. You know, the first is around operations. And this is an area we're going to see, uh, I think, develop fast and, and at scale here. Um, it, you know, it's been talked about for some time now, the physical store becoming digitized, right? And retailers being able to understand customer behavior within the four walls of that store, similar to how they do, you know, understanding a shopper's digital behavior on a website uh, or, or other interactions. Um, that understanding when applied to the physical store can be incredibly powerful. You know, understanding, you know, the number of shoppers coming in the door, what aisles they're going up and down, where they're dwelling, you know, in front of what categories, purchase conversion rates, and so on. Um, that can be incredibly powerful information for those that understand it. And even taking that a step further is then linking that kind of data with merchandising activity in the store. So truly understanding the impact of that special display or that end of aisle display or that signage in the middle of the aisle and so on, on that customer behavior. 
The other thing you mentioned, Mark, was uh, inventory data. And real-time inventory data is becoming more and more important. Uh, you know, obviously to help feed demand uh, signals with computer-assisted ordering, that type of thing. But where I'm having discussions uh, uh, lately is retailers connecting real-time data information to their e-commerce websites. So that rather than a shopper ordering a product only to find out when that order is being filled that you know there's no product available and that order picker having to either text or call the shopper to understand what to substitute or maybe there is no substitute and that shopper is disappointed when they finally get their order. Um, eliminating all of that headache by connecting real-time inventory data to the e-com site and simply not presenting that product or at least informing the shopper, hey, gee, sorry, that product's not available right now. Yeah, I think we see a large, I mean, the larger retailers perhaps have this a bit more under control because they have the budget and the team behind it. But for the smaller, for the, the thousands of smaller operators, you're completely right to go into a store click on something, put it in your shopping cart, and then say, oh, it's not available anymore. That's a huge, from a customer point of view, a very negative impact. Yes. And I just, uh, I think there's a nuance to what you just said. Absolutely. Larger retailers have the resources to do this. But I also see significant differences between retail sectors or verticals here. Uh, you know, apparel companies, uh, sporting goods, electronics, you know, many of those channels have had real-time inventory systems in place for some years now. So they're in pretty good shape. Hmm. Where I'm seeing this lacking, and hence an opportunity, is in more of the fast-moving consumer goods sectors. So think, you know, supermarkets, grocery stores, hypermarkets, uh, drug stores, pharmacies, that type thing. Um, you know, there's challenges there. You know, the typical uh, supermarket may have 40 or 50,000 different SKUs. A hypermarket could be double that. Um, you know, that's a challenge to, to keep all that data and maintain that real time. But it can be done. And I guess if someone's looking at the bottom of the mountain looking up, that's a huge mountain to climb. Um, and I guess we'll get into it in a few questions here, but the, the technology and the innovations that are perhaps presented that, that can help them get there. But it certainly would be, like you said, a massive opportunity for them to get on this, yes. this, this train as quickly as possible. Well, and I think not only an opportunity, but so many of these things very quickly go from, gee, it'd be nice to have that to have to have that to meet consumer expectations and shopper expectations. And, you know, as, as we know, the, the world of technology is moving faster and faster every day. And increasingly, what a retailer has to deliver is being driven by consumer and shopper expectations, not necessarily just by operational needs. And, you know, that's, that means that bar is being raised at a faster and faster rate. And retailers have to keep up with that. That whole concept of good isn't good enough. It's one of my favorites yeah. with this. It's very true. And I think this year put a real spotlight on it. Absolutely. Um, which is, again, opportunity, 
but uh, again, a mountain to climb. So no, that's brilliant. So I think up to this point, we've proven for the listeners, I think that that the need for making database decisions is of vital importance. Um, gives you the confidence to make decisions, but it also helps to clear that fog when looking to the future and that uncertainty. Um, so you mentioned it previously, your, your new document, Retail 4.0, The Age of Metamorphosis, which I love the name. Um, it's a really, really good read, and I'll make sure the link is available for those watching today, but I really enjoyed it. There was one section that I'd really like to highlight. I think it lends itself perfectly to this discussion, and that's planning in a time of exponential change. Because we are in a time when how do you plan when when tomorrow is different in an hour? Uh, so I really love that. There's a section I'd love to quickly read for the listeners, uh, I guess as a teaser for them so they can go download it. Um, so it says, retail industry executives are in the unenviable position of having to commit themselves and their organizations to an unknown future. Many realize that transformation and disruption are increasing and that they must change. Others may even have some sense of where they want to go, deploying various automations and committing to exponential value creation through digital transformation, but they're unsure of how to get there. So I really love that because it it does highlight that the industry wants to move forward, but it seems like for some, perhaps they feel like there's a wall in front of them and they just simply can't scale it. So I guess in order to clear that path for a more certain future, that's where we can talk more about this, this innovation, the tools, the technology, the new processes and innovations that can really help them to remove that barrier. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's fascinating. Um, different retailers of all sizes I talk with every day, um, you know, many of them here in the U.S., but others, you know, in different international markets. Um, you know, we tend to see a lot of extremes, you know, some retailers, and again, I can include some significant retailers in this, this bucket, um, are so overwhelmed, they just, in a sense, almost bury their bed, head in the sand and don't want to deal with anything, right, and hope it all just goes away, and it's a bad dream. <laughs> the other end, though, extreme, we see our retailers that are buying every new shiny object that comes out, every new innovation, every new technology capability, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to lock up and put in place and so on. And without any real strategic thought behind what they're trying to accomplish, it's just, you know, they don't want to be left behind. Um, and, you know, that creates a lot of other problems with, you know, having to integrate different systems, overlap among systems, a lot of extra cost and so on, uh, and no real focus to that. Um, you know, we spend a, f- a fair amount of our time as we work with, with retailers, helping them understand, you know, what are the key systems capabilities they have in place today? And then Alongside each of those, helping them understand, you know, here's what best in class looks like today. But more importantly, here are the capabilities in this area we think you're going to need looking out three, four, five years into the future. And this is a a classic case and a classic time of retailers when they think of new technologies and capabilities of having to, you know, skate to where the puck is going to be, not where it is at this moment, right? Best in class today is not going to be best in class three, four or five years down the road. Um, And so, you know, a lot of the time we spend with retailers is focused around that and then helping them understand how some of these different pieces fit together Again, today, 
more importantly, tomorrow, so they can begin putting those right pieces in place. I appreciate the hockey analogy. I just want to point that out. <laughs> As a Canadian, I grew up on the ice, so that's perfect. I love it. Um, so you brought up an interesting point there. Something I'd love to just quickly dive into is things that maybe people focus more on when they shouldn't focus as much on them and, and things on the contrast of that, that, that don't get enough attention that should. So you just mentioned one there of people trying to do too much, get every new tool in the book. You know, it's the content creator who wants to be everywhere. Um, is that the most common or do you see other things that, that retailers focus too much attention on? So, so I see both extremes, right? Either retailers overwhelmed, not doing anything some other retailers uh, trying to do everything. And then, you know, for probably the majority of retailers in the middle, um, you know, they, they are making decisions, but they're making those decisions without a, in, in many cases, without a solid understanding of the technology, the implications of these new capabilities in where that space is going, right? Uh, I, I'll give you a good example. I've, I'm talking to several retailers uh, recently. And again, these are not small retailers. These are, you know, mid-sized regional chains um, that are really trying to understand, you know, how does e-commerce capabilities fit together with their loyalty programs? How does all that fit together with marketing personalization? Uh, how does that fit together with uh, pricing personalization and so on? How do all these digital pieces come together? And, you know, it's from the retailer's perspective, it's not an easy thing to deal with because obviously solution providers are always saying, hey, you know, we can do this, we can do that. We've got great capabilities here. So retailers need to, to see past that and understand some of these core pieces, um, but it's it's a real challenge for retailers to sort through all the capabilities that are out there and develop a strategic vision for where they're going. And you know, to link that back, to what we were talking about a few minutes ago, uh, which you mentioned, you know, all this in a time of exponential growth of technology and innovation. And I think that. If there was one issue that I had to point to across the re broader retail industry globally today, it's that from my perspective, most retail executives do not understand the implications of that exponential growth, right? We all know the term, we read it, you know, read about it every day, practically, you know, we probably even use the term ourselves, talking to different people and so on. But the, the core issue is human beings have developed in a very linear, localized world, right? We have not grown up in a world of exponential change. And because of that, it's a really hard concept for human beings to understand. But the implications of that are really profound. And I, I think it's that if I had to pick one issue, it's that that I, I think retail executives need to get their head around and focus on. Okay. So that trends really well. It transitions really well right into the next uh, point. And that's where where do you see retailers needing to get started? So obviously, I think a lot of what we're saying here is don't go buy everything. Don't go get everything. And it's to really look at your own operations and, and develop a strategy. Is that really the basic step one for a lot of retailers? 
Yes. Yeah, it is. And, you know, tying into our conversation here today, the foundation of any of this, the bedrock of any of this is data. And, you know, the first place retailers go when they think of data is product data, right? And that is critically important today. Uh, and where it's becoming more important uh, is not just having, you know, the basic characteristics of a product, you know, what category does it belong to, what color is it, how much, you know, what's the retail price of it, what's the cost of it, but more and more um, sophisticated and extensive attributes, right? Where is that product made or sourced? Uh, you know, sustainability information and how that product is manufactured, packaged, you know, and makes its way through the supply chain. These are all things consumers and shoppers want to know today in the food industry, right? What ingredients are in that product? And often it's far more than the few things you see on the side of the package. Unfortunately, on the yeah. panel, Right. So it's, it's all these extensive data attributes on the product side, but just as important. And in my mind, I think ultimately more important is customer data, right? Knowing who are my customers, when are they shopping? What uh, products are they purchasing? Um, you know, are they shopping online in the store? How often do they shop? All those things. And all this comes together to really help sophisticated retailers develop a true uh, view to their individual shoppers, right? Understanding the attributes of all the products that shopper buys helps me understand, gee, this shopper maybe has a uh, interest in a, a vegan lifestyle or uh, they've got a health condition that they're trying to purchase the right food for. Those insights become incredibly powerful in, in how a retailer can go to market. And really just switching that perspective from we're in control to I need to listen to what the customer is telling me or willing to tell me so I can make better decisions for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Brilliant. Right on top of the head. Well, good. Fantastic discussion. Um, I think we've really <laughs> well, well, given the, uh, the audience forced the issue that data is most important and, and it has to be, uh, no matter what aspect you're in, no matter which aspect of retail or industry of retail, whether you're large, medium or small, uh, the need for, like you said, product and customer data, um, is of vital importance as exponential change continues to get, you know, tomorrow is going to be 10 times worse than today. So we're gonna have to deal with it each step of the way, but this new normal has really put a big, uh, a stick in the wheel of the bicycle. So I need to, people need to be on top of it. No, that's perfect. Even just preparing for the interview today, uh, speaking with you previously, I've learned so much, a lot of this stuff I wouldn't have even have thought of. So really, really great insight. And I appreciate you being here. Um, and yeah, I guess that status quo is just not good enough anymore. I think that's probably the uh, best way to wrap it's, it. It's not retailers can no longer stand still or move at the pace they have historically moved at. Today, retailers, again, no matter what sector, have to respond to the shopper and their consumer. And that consumer has quickly changing and increasing expectations of what you know they want from the retailers they do business with. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. Nice way to wrap it up. Good. Uh, so before we sign off, anything uh, final that you wanted to touch on before we sign off today? Uh, I, I, I think we've covered a lot of ground here today. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I guess just one comment in closing. Uh, again, I, I, I talk to a lot of retailers that are overwhelmed or they just 
you, you know, the, the environment today gives them, them headache after headache. Um, I, I guess I look at it from another perspective that, you know, all these new technologies, all this new innovation, all these new capabilities flooding into the industry give retailers opportunity to really change the way they do business, to be creative in how they go to market and how they they meet their shoppers. And so while it's an incredibly challenging time, I think it's also an incredibly exciting time of opportunity for retailers that, you know, can think differently and 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 get excited about all this new innovation. Yeah, absolutely agree. The tools are there. We just have to have a strategy before we use every single one. Yes. Good. Well, perfect. Again, Gary, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Um, really appreciate your insights. I hope the audience has as well. Uh, I know I certainly have. And if that translates anything to those listening, I know we've done a great job here today. So again, thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate your time today. No, well, Great to be with you. Great. And to everyone watching, again, thank you so much for being with us today to uh, listen to this great discussion about the retail industry and why uh, making database decisions is so important. Hopefully lots for you to take away as well, perhaps put some uh, action steps into place. If you have any questions about anything we talked about today, you can go ahead and reach out to Gary or myself. Make sure the LinkedIn links are, are above the video. You can go check those out. Uh, we'll also give you access to Retail 4.0 from Gary. Uh, definitely recommend that you go give it a, a read. Tons of insights that'll uh, certainly have you itching to get moving um, into this new normal of retail. So again, thank you so much for joining us today. We'll catch you on the next episode of Any Line anytime. But until then, as always, stay happy, stay healthy. I'll see you soon. There's so much happening in the retail industry, no matter the sector, as Gary pointed to. From product data to customer and shopping behavioral data, the ability to make decisions from it will have a huge impact on the industry in the future. If you have any questions about today's episode, you can of course reach out to Gary or myself at the links provided, or of course, just leave a comment below and we'll get to them as soon as we can. Until next time and our next episode, I wish everyone listening a great day and as always, stay happy, stay healthy, I'll see you soon.